Hello, church! Welcome to Sunday Sermons. I am Pastor Brett, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Centerbrook, Connecticut, and today's message comes from the prophet Isaiah, the 35th chapter, verses 1 through 10. And in the message today, in my sermon, I wonder aloud whether it is possible when our life gets knotted up to find God in the background, detangling the mess that we're caught up in. The prophet Isaiah seems to think so, and well, so do I. And what you can't see is that while I'm preaching, I'm holding on to this big knotted ball of necklaces, and over the course of the sermon, I'm detangling the thing, and by the end, I pull out, I manage to pull out this one necklace, perfectly unknotted and ready to put on. It's quite beautiful, actually. So if you've got a Bible available, I recommend reading the scripture passage. It's the Word of God. It is a Word of God speaking to you, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so grab it and read it. But if you don't have a Bible, here it is the prophet Isaiah, the 35th chapter, verses 1 through 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of the jackal shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Word of God, word of life. Good morning, church. So I, um, I have a particular skill set that I bring to my marriage that I wanted to share with you because I have one and I'm married up. So let's just be honest about that. Um, Does anyone jewelry box look like this? <laughs> this is my job in the Vikatsky household. Um, I'm the detangler, and I am good. Let me just tell you here. This is a gnarled, tangly ball of necklaces and bracelets, and this is... And sh- let me just tell you, she doesn't have just one of these. They're just... I don't know how it's possible. And... Sh- very regularly, she's like, oh my God, let's just throw it out. I'll just buy more. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
I got you. Don't worry. And so she, she'll, so this is how it works. She says, you know, I want to wear that one. And then I say, okay. And so I, I, I'll take, you know, sometimes you need a tool. So you get a little pin and you need a good light source. And I go sit down and I put on Antiques Roadshow. And I plan to be there for a little while. And, uh, and that's it. And I'm pretty confident that every knot in these little jewelry knots can be uh, undone. I'm, I'm almost, I've never encountered a knot that can't be undone. When I asked Joanne if I could borrow one of her knot balls, she's like, yeah, I have no patience for them. But that's exactly what it requires, is patience and time, right? And a lot of people don't have that. And you look at it and you're like, oh, you could never, you could never untangle that. But I think you can. And what I like about this is it's so silly, but I, I feel like this is such, it's such an interesting metaphor for so many things. Like life and faith. Like sometimes in life, it feels like you can just wake up and you can go to your jewelry box or your necklace holder or whatever. You can just take one and you can put it on and go out your door and that's it. It's so easy, right? But then sometimes it's not. You don't have the privilege. You're just dealing with a million things all at once because that's how life is, right? When it rains, it pours and you, you deal with the illness of someone you love plus stuff is going on at work plus this and that, financial stuff, a million things, because it's always that way, for some reason. That's how it works. And, and life gets all knotted up and thrown at your lap, and you just, you just feel like you wish you could just throw it at God and say, all right, Lord, just detangle it, please, God. And here's the thing. I, I actually do believe that God, that God actually is in our life, pulling apart these knots. The problem for us is that God, you know, God is playing this long game in life. The long game all the way into eternity. But our, our frame of reference is too small. It's too short. It's too insular. Our life is too small. We can't, we don't get the privilege, the opportunity to see all the magnificence and big things that God is doing, the broad picture of who God is and how God works. And so what happens is it leaves us blind. It leaves us disadvantaged. And so what we end up having to do is we have to rely on two things. We have to rely on faith and trust. But I think that's by design. That that's what we have to rely on. Faith and trust. That God is somewhere in the midst of our lives pulling apart these strands of knots that are always wrapping themselves around our lives. Because that's what the scriptures say is happening. 
I mean, I, the prophet Isaiah says today that that's what's happening, that, that God is in it for the long haul. That our God is a God of strength and might and perseverance, and not for God's own self, but as an outpouring of love and mercy upon us. I mean, that's what this chapter 35 is about, about who the person of God and what God's hopes are for humanity. That God's strength is really in his unraveling of all those things which don't make sense in the world, all those, and, and the putting together of, and rebuilding of all that which is broken. The setting things back into place that are really messy. In other words, this prophet Isaiah, he uses this imagery in the scripture like a desert. He says, if you were to look at a desert and all you saw was dry, dusty dirt, that's, well, then you've got to open your eyes. Because Isaiah paints a picture that in the desert is all of this wealth of life. And at the 8 o'clock, I said, if John Cunningham were here, he'd tell you, But luckily, John Cunningham is here at the 10 o'clock service. And if anybody, I'll just tell you, in the desert, even in the desert, it's filled with life, right? Even in, in these places, you don't expect to find it. There it is. Life in the places that you can't imagine it being. Isaiah says, if you, you can't find hope even in the midst of this knotted stuff. Well, God says, well, that's where God is. And that's what God has to offer right in that moment. Because God's in it for the long game. And sometimes we just need to be reminded. Sometimes we just need a prophet to pop up and just remind us that fact. That sometimes life isn't a straight path. And sometimes it's not this brilliant, beautiful highway At least it doesn't feel like that way, the way the prophet outlies. Sometimes it feels like it's it's a tangled, messy ball of necklaces knotted up. It's a mess. I mean, this it's the seven-year anniversary of Sandy Hook this weekend, so you don't need to go far to realize sometimes things just don't make sense. You don't have to go, you don't have to look far, right? Sometimes it just, you can't process everything. I grew up in Naugatuck, which was just 20 minutes from there, and I was in seminary in Philadelphia, which was four hours from there. But seven years ago, we were uh, assigned to travel to different churches every Sunday, and then we would meet the pastor during the week afterwards and process that experience and what we learned from their worship time and and um, so Sandy Hook happened on a Friday, and, and then on Sunday we went to church, and it was Advent, obviously, and the pastor preached what would have been a phenomenal sermon. Uh, he pretended he was John the Baptist. Like, he, he took on the persona, and he gets up at the pulpit, and he's, he starts screaming and slamming his fist. It's this huge pulpit, like, up in the air, like those classic... You know, you know, those youth Episcopal over here, you've seen them all. Maggie's laughing, right? It's because they still preach from that spot. Right? Slamming the fist and he's yelling and he's like, oh, you sinners need to repent or burn in the blah, blah, blah. And he's, 
change your ways, change your life, prepare for him who's coming. And it was cool. It was funny. It was, he was trying to teach about who this prophet was. And it would have been awesome, except it wasn't. Because no one is thinking or caring at all about learning about the prophet because all of us wanted to be, at least in my crew, wanted to be comforted because this was a, the whole nation was real, right? You know what I'm saying? And there was no mention about what had happened. There was one little blurb in the prayers of the people, and that was it. And so he, he had met us the next day on Monday at the class, and we were going over the service, and we laid into him. And he had said, well, it was a pastor's discretion, pastoral decision that I made to not talk about it. And that was it. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy, you ask my, my bride, and she'll tell you, because it drives her nuts, but I'm the take my emotions and file them away and forget about them kind of guy. But this thing sat with me for years and years and years. It always bothered me that that was a decision. It never sort of, I was really needing something in that sermon. And I didn't get it. Until years later, years later, when I became a pastor, and had to pastor a church through national emergencies and had to realize that everybody at a time of grief and panic and heartache and everybody in those moments of trauma, everyone's doing the best they can. That's it. And certainly nobody knows their church better than their pastor. And if that was what he had said, then I need to trust that. And everyone's doing the best they can. And he himself was mourning and processing and trying to make sense of this tragedy. And so here I am. I go to church and I meet with this pastor afterwards. And instead of trying to learn from him about what it's like to be a pastor during this horrible time, we judged him and yelled at him and just... gnashing of teeth and wailing kind of stuff instead of compassion and empathy you know so years later I had this conversion experience to empathy and compassion I learned but it took years and I met him too actually years later because he reached out to me when he heard I took this call in Centerbrook. It turned out he, he was an intern here at this church like 30 years ago, ironically enough. He, and he didn't remember me, thank God. So, But, um, but there's this line in the psalm uh, today that says, God will frustrate the way of the wicked. And, and every time I read something like that in the scripture, I always think about the wicked, like those wicked, and those wicked things that those wicked people do. Except, and that's fine, that's a perfectly fine reading of the scriptures, except sometimes, once in a while, you need to remember that God will also frustrate your wickedness and my wickedness. And God has a way, when God is detangling the mess of the world, of detangling your own stuff that's wrapped up in that. And helping pull your own knots out of that. And taking these things that happen in your life and making something new of them. 
So here we had this national tragedy, and then we had this bad sermon, I thought, that sort of scarred me a little bit. And then, years later, in this little tiny way, I became a better pastor for it, and hopefully a more empathetic human being. And that happens all the time, in all ways. And there's this story in the book of John, in the gospel, in which the disciples and Jesus, and they're, they're walking along the road, and they come across this blind guy in the street, and there's a debate between some Pharisees and between the disciples, and they're all trying to argue, and they say, well, let's, why, is, what, why did this terrible thing happen to this guy? I mean, God clearly must have been angry for it. Like, what happened that he did that, that God would make him blind? And Jesus stops him and says, what is wrong with you? That's, that's not how it works. God doesn't do that stuff. That's not part of God's plan. Sometimes stuff just happens. It's not intended. That's not how life works. God doesn't intend for all these knots to get put in place. That's life. But, Jesus says, but God will use this to his glory today. And then he does. And so that happens over and over. And every time we can't explain pain and why there's bad, why all the stuff piles on us all at the same time. We can't, can't make sense of that. That's just part of life. But God has this way of pulling at the pieces. And with patience and time and prayer and faith and trust, sometimes we're lucky enough to grant, be granted vision to see how this works in the picture that God lays out. How God is using this crooked mess to make the pathways straight and the highway broad. The reason even that the path is there at all, that the path is straight and that there is a highway is because of one person we believe, and that's Jesus. The one who is doing the unraveling of the knots in our lives. Who, when Jesus was in the womb, that Mary, she proclaims in the Magnificat, my soul doth magnify the Lord. She was right. How does she know? Oh, she was right. She knew. She knew. She knew, as she said in that Magnificat, that Jesus was the one to lift up the lowly. He was the one to fill the hungry and show strength in his arm and show mercy to those who fear him and to show favor on his servant. So I, listen, I can't make sense of why life gets knotted up. I can't make sense of what sets me off my path that God has for me or sets me off of the, the righteousness that God has led me to. But I do know who is, makes me straight again, who makes my ways well. I know who is loosening the bonds of injustice, who is loosening the bonds of the oppressed, who is giving sight to the blind, who is giving, who, who's giving ears to the deaf and who lets the lame dance again. I know who that is. I know who it is who gives me sight of faith 
and trust in the holiness of him. I know who is pulling the knot of sin and death itself, who gives us eternal life when we can't imagine life outside of anything because all we can see is the crooked ways. It's Jesus. And Mary was right, and so may, like Mary say, my spirit rejoice in Christ our Savior. Hey, thanks for listening. And if this image resonates with you, if you find your life all knotted up, I pray that you have eyes to see the Lord beside you, to see God right alongside you in your life right now. Jesus is Lord, Lord of redemption, Lord of salvation. Jesus is Lord of restoration. You are not alone. And I also hope that you find a faith community to walk with you because that's what we're here for. We're here for each other to help bear the load. And if you ever find yourself near Centerbrook, Connecticut on Sunday mornings, you're always welcome to worship with us at 8 and 10 a.m. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brett Herzog Betkoski. And if you've got prayer requests or scripture you'd love to hear preached on, you can email me at brett at tlccenterbrook.org. And as always... May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. God bless.